Rachel Berry and Jay Austin sings! And that's how Sue sings it. This is a song that I wrote for Sam. It's called Shabby Now. Ladies and gentlemen, New Directions! There was a time when I was the biggest star. You don't recognize me. It's because I'm the Gerber baby. Lucy Caboose. No, you're crazy for not letting me shine. Where's Rachel, huh? Being a part of something special makes you special, right? <laughs> Good morning, America. I'm excited to tell you, on Tuesday morning, March 29th, I'll be performing for the first time ever in a special concert in Lima, Ohio's historic McKinley High School on Good Morning America. And I promise you, it'll be a morning to remember. Would you hold it? (laughs) Hi, everyone. You can put in the music. Yeah, no, I will. I know, but I... uh, Hi, everyone. Uh, That was quite an intro. Hi everyone, welcome to Gleewine, the podcast where recapping something messy makes you messy. I am Jorge, uh, your host, and as you heard... Um... I'm Michael, and I'm under the weather. I'm not feeling very well today. Yeah, Pride but... was not very kind to you, was <laughs> Apparently it? Apparently not. Yeah. Um, so, but I've got tea, I've got Dayquil, I've got lozenges. And you, we just had an entire afternoon full of... Full glee. of glee. Wow. Um, yeah, full. Really if something's going to make me feel better, surely. Yeah, <laughs> surely. Well, well, it, it didn't make you feel worse. It actually did not, and that's saying a lot. We we watched a total of three episodes, Yeah. So today, and I felt like they were generally inoffensive. It's a supersized edition of Glee Wind, because math and the way we do episodes do not uh, do well with us. But uh, So yeah, today you get to hear us talk about three episodes, um, but before we... I mean, happy, I mean, pride, I guess. Um, will, this, will it still be June when this episode comes out? This will be still be June. Well, yes, happy, happy end of the pride month. End of pride um, month. How did... You know, pride month should be every month. Let's pride have month. pride all the time. That's every month. I mean, we certainly treated it like that. Uh, but also, like, I can't get sick like this you, every no, month. No, you can't. So. Well, you, we had a pretty hectic weekend. Also, it would be way more exciting if it was like, oh, I, I kissed so many boys, I don't even know who I got it from. But, uh-huh. like, no, I'm literally just tired and, like, have a cold. Yeah. Uh, but, I like I said, you did host over, I'd say it was, like, over 50 people. I don't think it got over 50. Well, not not the same time. Oh, well. But, like, in total, like, that came you through know, we, we, this apartment. We, we brunched, we, we had a great time, we had a happy pride. Yes, we did. And so I think, oh, if someone... Had, brought in something i guess it was a very i guess i mean not a small pace but like there was someone someone didn't bring a dish so they brought a bug to my brunch i mean you you you, you were very clear that you needed people (laughs) to bring shit um but yeah no i think i mean i think we did pretty much the same thing so it was very celebratory Yes, um, um, we we came home and and watched the Tonys, and watched the Tonys too, of which exciting. we will have a more detail later on yes, the episode. Of some because it some one thing in particular piqued our interest. Yes, and it wasn't but something also... Foster and Andrew Reynolds presenting <laughs> together. Oh. Um, but also congratulations to Oklahoma and Hades Town, mm-hmm. which are two of the musicals we also saw while we were in New yeah, York, that and was... we loved them. And <laughs> that so... was literally the two. We we were basically that... tastemakers, like. We, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys want to hear more about our New York trip, <laughs> but we did say after like, oh, did we just watch the best musical and the best revival of a musical Blue. that could win? There was a, 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 a moment where we thought Tootsie might come in and, and snatch it. 
from Hades, but I think but they bless. Yeah, I think I think they won like My Yeehaw Daddy was robbed though, that I will say. Yeah, Damon. Um Damon, yeah, unfortunately did not. But I don't think that was gonna happen. I know, but let me dream. I know. Uh speaking I don't know how to transition into it. What was your favorite ballad from the musical? Well, let's just let's just get right into it, you know. Yeah, yeah, because again, we could we have three we episodes could, we could on go the board on and on here. about both our New York trip and the Tonys, and that is not what you guys uh, locked in or downloaded to here. This is not Tony. Although, line. If, you, if you do do want that kind of content, please let us know, and yeah. we will make it the bare minimum of 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 Will yeah, Schuster you... shenanigans, and <laughs> and we will tell you all about uh, Amber Gray and. What she wore Ugh, to the red carpet. An icon. Um, but like, yeah, as we said, we watched three episodes today. Uh, we watched episodes um, 10, 11, and 12. Uh, let's start with the first one because that's a very good place to start. That is. Let's start um, beginning. So we watched episode, season one, episode 10, Ballad, uh, written and directed by Brad Falchuk. Work. Um, Has Brad directed on the show yet? He directed Preggers. Oh, well, and throw never them. Never mind. And throw. Okay, so just cut me saying that entirely. <laughs> um, great. So this is his third episode directing. Um, yes. I'm, you know what? It was. It was good enough. It was good. No, and that's us. I mean, before we go into like the, each individual episode, what I was telling you before we started recording was that I think that if we were ever gonna do a three year, like a. Th- like a one, two, three year. It worked in our favor. It worked yeah. in my favor because they are all like emotionally similar. Mm-hmm. They follow like similar plot lines. Um, well, and because this is all finally like kind of final acting, building up to the end of the the thirteen that they had exactly that made. they did. So things um, are building up to sectionals, and we have you know all these moving pieces kind of coming into place. Yeah, finally. yeah, and like structurally, they're very similar. There's not like a, a like a bottle episode in the middle of it, or like yeah. a, you know something heavy. So I think it worked in our favor. Like they all feel, felt very streamlined. I mean, on the same on the other side, like they all also felt very generic. And like yes, there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't really even like a standout number for me. Mm-mm. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of numbers in this uh, episodes. We will get into that. Uh, I don't think any of them would would make my like top ten of the season. Maybe one. Um, but but yeah, but not not really. Yeah. So ballad. What happens in ballad? Um. Well, it starts with Mr. Shoe writing on the board the word ballad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Classic Schuster. I can't remember if he's done that before, but it's like, the first time I the, noticed the, the like word. him writing like mm-hmm. the theme of the. Because I mean, that's what the show eventually devolves into. Is like he's he's like. He like writes like Lady Gaga or something on a board. <laughs> Superheroes, remember? Yeah, name? guilty pleasures. Um, and yeah, so he he says, "What's a ballad?" And he says that their new rules of the competition like makes them sing a ballad as one. They of have to numbers, sing at least one ballad, which they do not on the end, right? Uh, don't rain on my parade. You can Is it a ballad? You can That's call not it a ballad. ballad. That's like such a. He said a ballad I... tells a story. Well, <laughs> every song tells a story. <laughs> I know, that's why I, I think ballad is more about the tempo, right? It's like a slow... Well, because what, what do they end up doing? Sectional spoilers. They do Don't Rain On My Parade. You can't always get what you want. That's a ballad. Oh, that's a ballad. I could, yeah, I could see that. There we um, go. Okay, so um, drag me. 
Uh-huh. But um, my favorite part of that moment is that Rachel says that her her weekly letters to the Ohio Show Choir Committee paid off because <laughs> apparently she's I guess been begging yeah. that they require <laughs> at least one ballot. So yeah, so the the assignment of the week is they all are paired up and they need to perform one ballad uh and they have to they have to choose out of a hat out of a hat and so they they end up of course with non-ideal pairs mm-hmm. um and the biggest thorough line that comes from uh is thorough line a word it is a word right through line through line through line sorry i just keep using it and i keep pretending that it's maybe a word um the biggest through line of this episode that stems from these pairings is that because Matt, the 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 guy that literally has doesn't have a single line in the entire season, is is absent because I what did they say they had a spider a, in his a ear? spider laid eggs in his ear I believe yeah so they they are odd numbered now so Mister Shu voluntarily which mistake number one voluntarily yeah. uh, like like I'll 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 pair up with someone uh, ends up with Rachel and then if, then he's like literally right after saying like he'd pair up with them he's actively like openly uncomfortable mm-hmm. with singing with Rachel which I get but also like you can't like act weird yeah, about, yeah. like also like what would have happened if he gotten like Finn or like yeah Mike Chang like you know uh, I mean not that it's wrong but you know like well it wouldn't have been a bit... yeah well how would that how would yeah how would that have Cause, worked because we do get Kurt and Finn together mm-hmm. so you we do know that the, it would that there could have been male male and santana's with britney so like i guess a ballad doesn't necessarily have, have to, be to be a love, a love song. song and yeah, so they would have just po- picked something i more guess generic. i guess so i don't know uh, well the point is uh because the Rach- actual ballad of it all the pairing of it all doesn't matter because half of them are like well we're gonna say screw that and sing a song for for finn and quinn yeah towards the end but i mean to to make things even worse like Rachel decides that very moment to perform maybe one of the biggest love songs in in the history of the battle yes. catalog which is endless love uh by Lionel Richie and Diana Ross with Mr. Shu I love was grimacing the entire time I love the direction of that scene like when we're following them like circling each other around she's like chasing him and he's running away she's like got like lust in her eyes yeah. and he's like terrified of of yeah, as as one should be of Leah Michelle having those facial yeah. expressions, uh, and then so the plot line of the of the episode is uh, Rachel having an intense crush on Mister Shu. The other main plot would be um, Quinn uh, is getting ready for the chastity ball, mm-hmm. and then Finn is coming over to have dinner with the family. Um, I forget what the pretense of that was, but I don't know. I think to introduce, no, I think they met. Maybe they met yeah. before him. I don't know. But it all leads to something important. Yeah. So it's uh, this is something I also told you before. This these three episodes, particularly the the first two and even the third one, they're very Quinn centric. Like yeah. I forgot how much of season one is focused on her. Although that makes sense because. I mean, her pregnancy is literally the framing device for the entire season. Yeah, yeah, a lot hinges on that. Um, so these, the, but these of all the the thing, the episodes we've seen so far, these were particularly Quinn centric and heavy. Yes, more than they had ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we meet her parents, which are these like waspy, uppity, drunks, drunks. <laughs> they always have a cocktail, and we meet them and kind of the relationship she has with with them, and and kind of they expect her to be the perfect daughter and the perfect. 
chaste little woman. Oh, and her mother mother tells her, because obviously Quinn is pregnant, so she's gained a little weight, and she's trying on her chastity dress, and... It's, like, a, it's a dress. Sorry, I need to make a. It's a dress for the chastity ball. It's not a chastity dress. <laughs> I think she. They called they, it like they call a, it a chastity chast- dress because that makes me theme of a dress. But I, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, her dress for the chastity ball. Um, and she, you know she says the the dress is a fit just because she had a big lunch. And her mother's like, "Well, you haven't been exercising since you quit the Cheerios. You've just been in Glee, and all you do there is sit on a stool in the dark singing show tunes." Which I mean, do they do? Well, no, they do. They choreo. do choreo, yeah, choreo dancing is a workout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I took yeah, a Broadway I, 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 dance I, fitness <laughs> class. God damn it! Yeah, I messed with the wrong person. To say <laughs> that. So those are the two big plot lines that kind of happen. Remember that thread someone that's so important in Twitter made of like all the moments like insane oh, the moments. ridiculous the moments ridiculous from the show yeah uh, which if you haven't seen it you should check it out I've spent literally like 40 minutes just going <laughs> watching through, all the clips and everything all the clips and let me tell you we are in for a ride <laughs> uh, but one of them was um them singing a, a duet a uh, um Mr. Shu and Rachel singing a duet, and it said that apparently they dated in real life. Yeah, which is so weird. Uh, which makes this even weirder. And <laughs> I apparently it was um mentioned in Leah's autobiography. Oh, yeah. I haven't mentioned to this off mic. I'm mentioning to this right now. We should have book club. Leah Michelle biography book. Leah Michelle, well, Nias, and Jenna. Have- Jenna yeah, has yeah, all three. Or... All three of them have it. I, uh, I, I mean, all respect to them. I doubt there would be like heavy reading material, so we could just like pop them and fair. and discuss them. So let's talk about that of mine. Yeah, I do have yeah. that idea. And then Rachel gifts as part of her infatuation, Mister Shu, this tie. Is it a tie? Yes, with like gold stars embroidered, which she says, uh, "You can think of me in the star you're helping me become." Uh, when you wear it, and this, this, and then Mr. Shu kind of uh, goes and 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 says to Emma like, "Oh, this is happening again," and then we get the introduction Ugh. to perhaps one of the most iconic characters in the show that we will never see again, Susie Pepper, played by Sarah Drew, who I love and adore. Um, she's done like Grey's Anatomy, Mad Men, um, Mad Men. Yeah, she um she wanna she's dance f- um. Yeah, she plays Sal's wife in Mad Men. Oh, um, poor thing. <laughs> remember the iconic Bert, Bye Bye Birdie moment? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's done a bunch of TV like Everwood um, okay. and stuff. And I adore her and she's wonderful. And she's terrific in this. Oh, no. She, she, like, she is, latches onto the energy I was going to say, she's, then, this may be her best role. Um, and we flash back to like what happened with her, and basically she was just in Spanish class and became obsessed with Will, and like at one point called his house, and Terry th- threatens her life over the phone. Yeah. She's basically like, if I don't get sleep, my antidepressants won't work, and then I'll kill, I'll kill you. you. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I I don't think we we need to. Dis- I mean, a, a physical description of Susie Pepper is like. Oh. Like Mackenzie Davis and San Junipero. Okay. But like, like pull that back. Like less, take out the heightened of that. And it's just like, because she wears like the over overalls and like this 
high collars. Yes, it's, it did feel very, like, costumically, costumically, costumically <laughs> similar to Rachel in a way. It's, like, yeah, adjacent. It's, it's the same spirit they wanted to give of, that like, same a energy. girl that tries too much mm-hmm. and, like, is over-eager and clearly doesn't fit, but in, like, a, a different energy. Um, so, yeah, so so she became obsessed with, with Mr. Shu, and she, he decides to go straight on and, like, say, like, caught it down. And after he does, like, she is super, super distressed and ba- bites into, like, apparently the world's hottest pepper, which uh, burns down her esophagus and sends her into a coma. <laughs> For three days. For three days. Uh, let us remind, this is not the first time a, a character has been put into a coma. <laughs> this is the second, this is the character. second character. The coma count. The, coma the glee count. coma count. <laughs> D- does Quinn go into a coma after her accident? I hope so. Oh, bless, please. Uh, <laughs> the coma count. The sake. coma count. Uh, so, yeah, so, and so Mr. Shu is like, I can't, I can't do, like, I can't break it off like that because, like, I don't know what Rachel will do. So, mm-hmm. Emma's like, just sing to her because, as you mentioned. Yeah, that's the appropriate way. Uh, as you mentioned, everyone in this episode seems to believe that the power of a ballad solves they, everything. They really overestimate the power of song here. It's like, oh, you've got problems with your family? Sing him a song. Oh, you've got problems with the girl? Sing her a song. Oh, oh a student you, of yours. Uh, is... <laughs> yeah, a student of yours is hitting on you? Sing her a song. And then, uh, oh, 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 your girlfriend is having a baby and you, you she's going to give it away and you're sad about it? Sing a song to her literal sonogram. <laughs> That'll help. And then to her parents in front of. Oh, that Don't know. But we'll get to that. <laughs> So Mr. Shu decides to sing to, quote unquote, let me make it very clear that he doesn't want her. Uh, and he sings a mashup of Don't Stand So Close To Me and Young Girl, mm-hmm. which is a good mashup. I like that. I enjoy that mashup. Uh, but also the way this number is filmed with like Rachel falling more in love with yes. him. Which, I mean, she's always been like a sucker for a performer. So like. He's an idiot. He should have known. Yeah, but my favorite part is like he brings Emma with him to kind of like as a re- as a backup. Just yeah. Like, no, no funny business will happen between them, and like Emma is just as even more infatuated with him. Like mm-hmm. I mean, just um, Jamie Mace is like doe eyes, just like opening up and like which she's very good at. Uh, so uh, at some point I I pointed out there's like a slow motion. Um. Because also Mr. Shu's doing the absolute most. He's, like, climbing into pianos. And... Oh, yeah. He's, like, going extra. Mm-hmm. Like, getting in her face at times and, like... Uh, so, so this doesn't work. Well, first he comes home to find Rachel in his house. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Terry's let her in. And Terry's decided she might as well start to get to benefit from all these girls that have crushes it on Will. It makes Rachel clean the toilets. Clean, like, literally cleaning them out. You know what? That's a power move, though. That's kind of oh, iconic. No, I respect that. I yeah. respected Terry yeah. so much there. And then on the drive back, Rachel starts to sing Crush. Crush? And Will cuts her off. And I wanted that performance no, cause, of Crush. Cause that's that iconic full bar version. No, because in the album... It's full it on, like it was released version. a full version. I love the number. And we it's didn't get to hear it. Song. Yeah, that was the worst thing Will did yeah. in the episode. <laughs> Cut Rachel off. You know who, who brings it to a rescue and I remember? It's Susie Pepper. It's iconic Susie Pepper. Susie Pepper. Oh my God. Well, first of all, 
there was like a shot of Rachel walking down the hall and we like zoom and Susie Peppers yeah. like standing yeah. there in the background and Jorge and I both gay gasped for life for our lives yeah, in the, unison it's like, a look it was, it, it was a like I'll kill you bitch look yeah um which we always love um so they 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 encounter each other in the bathrooms something that happens very regularly in Glee Hey, Barbara Streisand, we need to have a little talk. I have nothing to say to you, Pepper. If you continue to stalk me, I'll press charges. Everyone knows what you are. You're the school crazy. I was crazy. Crazy in love. There's nothing you can say that's going to change the way I feel about Mr. Schuster. Ours is a love for the ages. Your threats will just make our love grow stronger. Let me tell you a few things I learned from two years of intense psychotherapy and an esophagus transplant. Lesson number one, you and Shu, it won't work. What do you mean? We're not so different, you and me. We're both mildly attractive and extremely grating. Love is hard for us. We look for boys we know we can never have. Mr. Shu is a perfect target for our self-esteem issues. He can never reciprocate our feelings, which only reinforces the conviction that we're not worthy of being loved. Trust me, I'm a cautionary tale. You need to find some self-respect, Rachel. Get that... Mildly attractive groove back. Yeah, get that mildly attractive groove back, girl. Uh, and like, stop fawning over Amanda. Oh, Rachel Berry got her mildly attractive. So, groove back. what I thought the plotline that was gonna turn into like this caddy, like he's my man, kind of thing. It and we ended up being that. like a like Susie Looking Pepper being like, girls don't. Yeah, love yourself. Yeah, I wish someone had done, said that to me many times. <laughs> so, like. Don't I think down. people probably did tell me that many times, and I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> no. Sounds fake. Sounds fake. <laughs> uh, we all, I guess the, the lesson is we all need a Susie Pepper in our lives. Uh, well, then then after, like, when they're supposed to rehearse, Mr. Shu also shouts it down, but Rachel's like, no, actually, like, I know. I also thought, back to the song real quick, that, like, when he sings that, it was so much ruder than if he had just told her, like, saying, like, just the lyrics of the song, and he's like, please listen to what yeah, I'm saying. It's almost like... And yeah. I would have, like, I would have probably, like, cried. <laughs> yeah, because it's also, like, it's submitting her to... I mean, it's not humiliating. Well, it's, it's, it is a form of it humiliation. It is a little bit. Yeah, it's like, listen to me. Like, almost... Yeah, I don't... Put my shoe being she insensitive gives to, she like... She says sorry. She said she was going to sing an Elton John song. Again, another performance we're robbed we, we didn't get... Um, yeah, this is all about Mr. Shu shouting down Rachel performances. Yeah, she didn't deserve him. Um, he didn't deserve her. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's our stance on it. <laughs> the, the grown man doesn't deserve that teenage girl. So, and that's how that uh, resolves. Um, then at the same time, like we said, um, Quinn is getting ready for the chastity ball and he's invite, she's inviting Finn over. Uh, we have a moment between Kurt and Finn. That's very nice. Uh, where Well, it's kind of very nice. Kurt is like, oh, are you talking about the parents moment? No, I'm talking about before where he's like, um, like, what are, because he, he's saying that, you know, he's had, as Finn is always saying, like, he has so much money in his mind. Uh, and that he will say, he wants to say so many things to his unborn child that he will never be able to say. And Kurt is like, well, sing, sing that to him. Yeah. Which I think is actually more applicable than, like, what Emma's saying. But <laughs> then, then they, he performs I'll Stand By You in the He does, in and the that was auditorium. lovely. I, um, 
that moment it's, it's cute but it's also i mean it's also like definitely kurt like has a crush on him and is using all of this to like get close oh yeah no and, and in future and then either the next episode or the episode after he fully like manipulates people yeah. to like get fit but <laughs> but yeah so he he performs it and then he performs it to the yeah sonogram. yeah so first he performs it on stage with Kurt, like, watching. And then, apparently, he also goes home and sings it again to the sonogram. To a recording his... of a sonogram in his computer. Yes, because his mom walks in and is like, were you just singing to a sonogram? Yeah. Which, like, come on, yeah. man. <laughs> and then we get a very lovely moment between Finn and his mom. Oh, when he so comes, um, he tells her that Quinn is pregnant. And Romy Rosemond is, like... So, does she ever get nominated for the show? I don't think so. Because uh, she should have. Like, we love you her. You know who else should have? Sarah Drew. Sarah Drew. Guest, guest actress in a comedy series. I bet, you know what? Brilliant. I bet they submitted her. Like, I hope But they it did. was also like, how could she compete with April Rhodes in yeah. episode five? You know? Very that. Um, so, when they are over for dinner, uh, Mr. Fabre uh, starts saying... Of a toast about how he's so proud of his two daughters. Do we ever meet Quinn's sister? I don't think mm. so. That would have been a good stunt cast, like. But also, like, but also, cast. like, my memory is so poor. There, like, I was listening to one of our old episodes, and I said something about like, yeah, like Sue never had a Sue feels like an only child. Da 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 da. Cut to like a couple episodes later, and there's Sue's fucking sister who plays a major boy. role. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, then someone may have played Quinn's sister. Maybe Blake Lively pay, played Quinn's wow. sister. Ooh, wow, and, wow, 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 And we don't. That would be a I mean, we, uh, no, we, I, are, I, we already had a, a Gossip Girl member being involved with Quinn. So, Chase Crawford. Oh, he played yeah. her Yale boyfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, See, this I, is a new I segment Michael doesn't remember the guest <laughs> star. Michael doesn't remember anything from Blake. But also, my brain is, like, super foggy, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as in the middle of the toast, Finn gups up, goes to the bathroom, gets, gives Kurt a call to get some courage, and then comes back with a fucking, what do you call it? Jukebox? Recording jukebox, whatever. Like a... Yes. A CD player. A CD player. (laughs) Yes. And starts... A record player. A record player. I don't know. And starts singing in the middle of the dinner, the song... You're having my baby. I was so stressed. To like, Quinn with her parents that don't know she's pregnant. And I'm like, this is so unchill. Like, it's so deeply unchill. Like, to I, out someone. He he was basically, I mean, he was outing her. Yeah. And like, to, to parents that he knew were very conservative. Yes. And it's she's like. She's the fucking president of the celibacy club. I don't care how fucking romantic you think this gesture is. You can't. Do it in do private that for her. Like, yeah, do it after. Do, use the auditorium. Like yeah, you like, kids always fucking tell use it. her fucking parents. And then of course she gets thrown out of her house. And he's the reason now that she's homeless. I mean, given he does at least give her a place to stay. But like, yeah, she's and, homeless. You know, because and she clearly was very distressed. And like, that was so un- unchill. Of him. It was, yeah, so insensitive. Um, so yeah, it ends up with Quinn being homeless. Staying at uh, over at Finn's house, uh, and I think that's that's the episode. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <sighs> uh, do you have anything else to say regarding this episode? No, 
I, I really don't think I do. Is it a slushy or a gold star for you? I thought of this while watching it. It's it's a gold star for me. Yeah. Because why not? Like, it it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It was just a, a very... I, it's a star. We should, you know... <laughs> It's like it's it doesn't shine. It's it's, it's okay. There. It it furthers some plot. It has some numbers, none of them memorable. Yeah. Uh, and I think it just sets up things that are gonna pay off later. Mm-hmm. So and it has I mean and well the Rachel having a crush on Mr. Shu is kinda icky, but you know But also realistic. But also realistic in, in yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. I mean the handling of uh, the disc isn't great, but Yeah, so uh, yeah, so I guess for both of us it's very a, a, a gold star, star. On, the, on the lower end. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the numbers that were performed this uh, week. We have Endless Love, originally performed by Lionel Richie and Diana Ross, performed by Rachel Berry and Will Schuster. Your eyes, your eyes, they tell me how much you care. I'll Stand By You, originally performed by The Pretenders, performed by Finn. I'll stand by you I'll stand by you Won't let nobody hurt you I'll stand by you We have the mashup of Don't Stand So Close To Me by The Police and Young Girl by Gary Pocket and The Union Gap, performed by Will. That's what it's called, girl. Don't stand <laughs> We have the two seconds of Crush perf- originally performed by Jennifer Page by Rachel, which, yes, it's an excerpt, but it was released as a single, so we are counting it. Work. It's just a little crush, not like a fate every time we touch. It's just some little thing, not like everything I do depends on you. Sha-la-la-la. You're Having My Baby, originally performed by Paul Anka and Odia Coates, performed by Finn. That you're having my baby. You're the woman I love, and I love what it's doing to you. You're having my baby. You're a woman in love, and I love what's going through you. And Lean On Me, originally performed by Bill Withers, performed by the New Directions in the show, because at the end everyone decides to disregard the assignment and just sing something Sing a for ballad for, for Finn and Quinn. Finn and Quinn. Lean on me. And I'll be your friend I'll help you carry on For it won't be long Till I'm gonna need Somebody to lean on Okay, so from those, how would you rank them? I honestly think most of these are middle of the road 
glee stuff. Yeah, there's not really much that stands out amongst it. Not even too much of it stands out as actively awful yeah. either. No, it's it's but like it's I'm middle of the road a bit, and I wanna. No, we we have committed to the bit. We have to do this. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna say sixth is you're having my baby. Yeah, I'll say the same because it's very out rude. Your girlfriend's pregnancy to her parents. Um, five. I'm gonna say Will's mashup of mm-hmm. "Don't Stand So Close to Me" and "Young Girl." Four. I'm gonna say "Endless Love," which is really only up there because I liked the direction of the yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so three, I guess, is "I'll Stand by You." Mm-hmm. I I don't know. <laughs> Um, all I know is that Lean On Me is two. Okay. And I'm putting Crush at number one, mainly just because I'm a troll and I'm pissed that we didn't get a full performance. And I have, like, spun the track, yeah, like, yeah, in yeah. full, like, No, the track the is incredible. I'll... And I just love that song. Yeah. No, mine will be You're Having My Baby is Bottom. Uh, I'll Stand By You is next. I like the whole sonogram, but I'm not the biggest fan as a vocalist fan no i don't i mean when i got to like that is yeah. three i was like wait what yeah so, so that's my five uh then it's endless love because it's a nice song and it was well made lean on me because it was a nice song and it was well made mm-hmm. um don't stand so close to me and young girl is number two i love a good mashup i think this is a thematic mashup that works yeah, well it, it is a well arranged mm-hmm. mashup and number one yes i because i do love the full version of rachel berry's <laughs> crush that we didn't, that we were robbed off. Yes. Um, great. So that was Ballad. Moving on to the next episode, we oh. are on episode 11. Can I season say the title? Please do it. I don't know why you would want to say it. <laughs> the title of the episode is Hairography, which I am nothing if not committed to the art of hairography. Yeah. Um, though this episode kind of drags me because the entire, like, thesis of the episode is like hairography is just there to distract you from a lack of talent <laughs> and i was like wow. Wow, wow um so the plot of this episode is will is suspecting that sue is leaking information about their uh sectional performance to uh the rival schools which uh previously we said that we learned they are like a ju- like a reform school for like delinquent girls mm-hmm. and the school for the deaf um, so he, he, he thinks Sue is giving them information. So I think Emma suggests like, oh, like go check them out and just ask them kind of thing. Yeah. This gives us. This gives us. Guest book, star. Guest star. Eve. How important. Yes. Yeah, so important. I don't think she was billed as Eve though. No, she just said, it oh, said she a special guest star oh. Eve. Oh, cause she was special. Not just mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Love it. Her name is Grace Hitchens. Uh, so he goes to to them and he sees he sees them performed a very hierographic. Hero- that's my, that's a <laughs> that's word, your made up uh, word for the episode. Word. Mine is costumically. Yeah. <laughs> Yours is hierographic. Perf- I love that. Uh, a very hierographic performance of Destiny Child's Bootylicious. Work. They they delivered it, and you know, what, like l- later Rachel does say they're just using that to distract from their lack of dancing, and I'm like, um, excuse me. No, they were da- they were they, amazing. They were dancing well. The, yeah, their vocals were on point. On point. I mean, they were like not not vocal adrenaline good, but they were no. Out there. But again, I like I appreciate that they're like a genuine ensemble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
But they are, but they that also highlight individual moments uh-huh. for like individual well, performers. Too. Oh yeah, because they have the whole. Can you handle yeah. it? They did, and then during the number, there's a very like focus, like focused effort on the hair, like oh yeah, the motion like, hair motions, and like and zooms on and the zooms hair, on, like where um, close-ups and and like basically. I guess Will's takeaway from this is like, oh, we should, like, if we can whip our hair, we can win. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, because he, he's like, we don't, we don't have the, the pizzazz, that, the razzle-dazzle that, that we need to win. And so he brings... Also, well, I should, I should clarify that they're performing at his auditorium, but he invites them over to... Yeah, he to... invited them over. Well, because she was like... Do you think was... we have facilities? Kind of. Yeah, and she because she calls them a school of privileged myth misfits, which was great. Um, so they came over and performed, and after that, Will is like, "Well, we need some of that pizzazz." So he brings one of my favorite accessories, which is a bag full of wigs. <laughs> yes. Which, how I want the story of how did he get that? Like, does he just have them lying? Maybe did he because. Uh, there were... Maybe he went back to Party City where he belongs. Where he belongs. <laughs> or at least I am a showgirl, bitch. Go back to Party City where you belong. Oh, God. Um, so he makes... The, he was like, everyone pick a wig. Uh, we are gonna put on a hairographic number. So he decides they're gonna be performing a mashup of... Well, at the time, he just says they're gonna do the title number of the hair. The title number of hair. That's right. But then it ends up being a, a mashup up. with Crazy in Love. Because <laughs> why not? With, which, why not? So while Mr. Shu is putting all of this... Uh, well, Mr. Shu is wig shopping. Is wig shopping. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I wrote this down because this is so convoluted. Quinn is having second guesses about Finn's... Like, does she want to raise a baby with Finn? Yes. Or does she maybe not give Pac a fair shot? So she's like, okay, I'm gonna put... Like, I'm going to put my test, my theory to the test. So she asks Kurt to give Rachel a makeover so that Finn would spend time with her and she would have time to spend time with Puck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because the, most the whole plan. well, because the whole theme of this episode, listen, if you want to get blackout wasted, watch season one, episode 11, hairography of Glee and take a shot every time they say the word distract, distracts, or distraction. Because literally, like, it's, it's, I didn't notice it, like, I don't remember noticing it the first time, but, like, the whole, like, theme of the episode is hairography distracts. And so everyone, every storyline is someone distracting someone from something. Yeah, like, yeah. later, Terry gives Will the car to distract him yeah. from the baby And then Rachel... Drama. Puts on literal hair to distract Finn from her personality. From her personality. I mean, they say, they do say that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So all of this. I mean, all of this could have been solved with like Quinn as- asking Puck for like a coffee while Finn is in practice or something. Yeah. Like, Kurt is right. At, like he is right on board because as a, any good gay, he loves a makeover. He does. Like literally before, but like right as she finishes the sentence, like, do, can you give? Like, do you want to do a makeover? I mean, he's like, yes. I mean, uh, <laughs> of course, he thinks he's making over her, and he like reads her for filth, and then she's like, uh, no, it's for, no, Rachel. It's for Rachel. Hey, Kurt, can I pick your pink brain for a second? Why, hello, Quinn. To what do I owe the honor? I do believe this is the first time you've ever spoken to me. I'm sorry about that. Anyways, I have a proposition to make. A makeover. I'm in. 
Makeovers are like crack to me. Mm -hmm. My suggestion, Spanx. Or a double neck camsole with a control top for the baby bump. Also, baby doll dresses, dead giveaway. Not for me, for Rachel. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? I admit I like a challenge as much as the next guy, but Rachel somehow manages to dress like a grandmother and a toddler at the same time. My point exactly. You're as concerned about the Glee Club succeeding as I am, and she's a distraction. Look at her. She's wearing a pantsuit. So while he's getting getting her ready in the bedroom, um, Rachel confesses that she has a crush on Finn, uh -huh. which as we've been established, Kurt also does. So this is when he sabotages her. Um, oh, and part of the reason he decided agreed to the makeover is because she needs it so desperately because she was wearing a blue pantsuit. Pant which class. was iconic. That was, was an amazing. iconic pantsuit. It was a, like a RuPaul pantsuit. It yeah. was like... Mm -hmm. So yeah, Kurt decides and starts saying like, oh, let's put this into musical theater terms. Like, what did Sandy had to do to get Danny Zuko in Greece? Mm -hmm. Like, he was basically like dressed like a hoe. Um, so he gives her... Which he should have been teaching her lessons from Greece too instead. <laughs> which is just be the cool bitch that you are and make the boring but beautiful British man... Within this would fit very nicely, actually, in the in the mm -hmm. archetypes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so the next day, Rachel comes in wearing, <laughs> looking like season four Rachel. I mean, yeah, she looks amazing, <laughs> yeah, honestly. She looks good, but that's, I know it. Because like... Kurt tells her, like, Finn likes a loose girl. <laughs> so he said they, they agree to, to rehearse together because that's everyone, the plan for everyone not? has. <laughs> and at the same time, uh, Quinn is asking... Pac to babysit with her uh, because she's babysitting because again this is another plan another, but, distraction. another distraction because she previously told Terry she didn't want the the baby anymore and Terry's iconic sister Kendra was like no let's put her babysit my kids and like she'll yes. she'll want it to give to you um, <laughs> her iconic sister who among her advice uh to Quinn was uh, just avoid rum-based drinks <laughs> during your pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so while they are in Rachel's bedroom, Rachel comes out looking fully full Sandy drag. Full Sandy I drag. I was gagged. <laughs> like, I was gagged. No, it was. It's an incredible look. Um, full leather pants, full wavy hair, uh, and, and they start performing. Uh, You're the one that I want. Um, yes. A call back, back to the pilot. Call back to the pilot. And at the same time. Quinn and Puck are babysitting um, these triplets. Uh, they are tied up and they decide that maybe a song will... Maybe will... singing Papa Don't Preach will calm them down. Yes. Diana Agron kills that performance. It's a great performance. It's thematically relevant for her character, but it's entirely misplaced. Oh, I'm glad like, you said that because that was something they, I was going to say. They could have used that song in a different place in her storyline. Like, she literally just got kicked out of her home for being pregnant with her dad like like, like her i dad know kicked her. it would have been there's no like this song it's literally her storyline like yeah. why are you saying making her sing it to it, three like, kids to three kids like that, that that made me very upset like yes you wasted the song on this very also much. the first madonna song we get which people forget because there's a whole madonna, the, the, the whole madonna episode. episode 
Uh, but yeah, so it's a great performance, as you said, and another invented word, the shoulderography. She was giving me shoulderography for days. We can't see it, but Michael is like shimmying like, right <laughs> She was, she kept doing this like, I was, I was living for it. It's shoulderography and twirls. And the twirl, the very, um, Lily Raby and American Horror Story Coven twirls. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Diana Grant has good moments. Uh, so they, they perform... And as they are doing it, or before we see this Puck is texting, he's like, oh, I'm texting my Chang. But it turns out he was really sexting Santana. Yeah, cause because the next day Santana's like, Get, step off my man. Yeah. Um, and that she's whole like, time what you happened? were playing like, that house, whole... we were playing dirty. I mean, yeah. that's not what and she we said, but it was something No, like we were that. sexting. And, yeah. And Quinn is like, sexting? Like, <laughs> texting? Like, sexy, sexy. texting? She and took... I took a picture of the sex. <laughs> that they sent each other. Oh my god! Because we see it's it's full flip phone. Yeah, the the two thousand nine phones, mm-hmm. man. And this is I'm not gonna like this is what it is like. Um, do do you want to just go back and forth? Like I'll read, read it, from the, read it from the top down. And some of them you can't. We can't finish the. Yeah, it only shows part of it. But... Yeah. Okay, so this is like seemingly a conversation going on. Yeah, I think I've got it too. I've got something of yours. Let's hook it up tonight. Tell me about your panties. Not wearing any. You are smoking hot and when I dot dot dot. Do you think I'm too hot? You so hot and stuff and stuh dot dot dot. Not wearing any. <laughs> so that is our live so reading that. of Talks and Santana sexting. I'm... I'm 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 aroused. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we oh. needed. You didn't see it, but we had to put on a full hour break in here. We both like got grinder hookups and had to come back to finish recording <laughs> uh, because we were so aroused by this. Wow. Uh, but no. But after reading this, Quinn is basically like he. She confronts Puck, and he's like, "Baby, I'm never gonna change. Like, I'm." Because well, she I'm... goes through her phone, or she goes through his yeah, phone. Yeah, Because it. Santana. Uh, told her that her sex were too hot to erase. <laughs> Which, like... What an iconic line. I guess. Uh, and that's when Quinn figures out, because Pac's like, even if we're together, I'm never gonna, like, stop sexting girls. Yeah. And... There will always be women in rubber flirting with me, <laughs> is basically what he says. It's, it's, it's basically <laughs> what he says. But uh, Quinn doesn't take it. He leaves her. Goes to Terry back again. And like, I'll, I'll give you my baby because every every child <coughs> deserves a good father. And Mr. Shoe is going to make a great father. Yes. So that's and then how that wraps up. Towards the end of the episode, we have the... The deaf choir actually come in. The choir director of the deaf choir comes in because he was like, oh, I heard y'all were having a little performance here and didn't invite us. Played by Michael Hitchcock. Yes. Who became a writer in the show. Oh, worked on mm-hmm. In later seasons. And now, I mean, wrote a bunch for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And oh, so, and so he's like, you have to invite our choir to come perform too. And so they do, and they they perform Imagine, and they do... Well, no, they perform, because they first do, that's when they do Hair Crazy in Love. Oh, they perform and then, Crazy in Love And then them. you see these, like, Choir of Death kids just, like, thinking, like, what the fuck and is they're going all in, on? And they're all in wigs, complete with Artie in dreadlocks, dreadlocks. because, of course, Artie went yeah. for the dreadlocks. What's your stance on this performance? It's fine. I mean, I think it, it, it conveys exactly what it needs to convey, in that, like, it's all 
performance and nothing in, in underneath. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's a weird mashup. But it's a weird it's, mashup. It's, it's okay. I, I don't hate it as much as other people hate it. Um, Notably, Sue, in later seasons, when she makes a <laughs> breakdown on the worst number they ever did, she puts that as number one, I think. Oh, wow. Incredible. Um, so they did that, and then you see the, the kids, um, like, very, like, the deaf kids, very, like, what the fuck is happening? And then it's their turn to perform, and they start doing a um, ASL uh, performance of Imagine, Imagine by John Lennon, um, with one of the guys kind of singing through it. Um, you can clearly see that the Glee kids are like very moved and are like, "Oh no, this this is what show choir's about." Yes. But then they do the rudest thing they could ever do. <laughs> Mercedes dead ass starts singing along with them and <laughs> joins like, them on stage. Joins them on stage and like. They basically, all slowly come in and, like, join with the deaf choir they and, like, sing their song with them. They basically, yeah, they interrupt them. If I was one of them, I would be so insulted. I would, be, I would stop signing the words and just give the finger. Yeah, give the finger. There's one scene of, like, Rachel, like, like watching the girl next to her do the signs and her doing her, them with her. And... Yeah, no, and I told you, like, when, um, who wrote the episode? We haven't, um, I don't think we mentioned that, but... When Ian, when Ian finished writing this, he probably was like, I saw it. Wow, I really did that. I did that. Like, this is what the show is about. Which is not what the show is not about, but this was so kumbaya. Yeah. That it was like, you know, like, I don't know. I did. That moment does not sit well with me. Um, While we're on the subject of Ian real quick, the episode was also directed by Bill Delia, um, who is like... an extensive uh, TV director, producer. Okay, what has he done? Um, we've got recently The Good Doctor. We've got How to Get Away with Murder. Um, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, oh, this is his only episode of Glee, it looks like. Hmm. Uh, the Practice. So she, she, he's in the... West Wing. Okay. Work. Beverly really Hills 90210, Northern Exposure. So, like, yeah, okay. very extensive TV directing career. Great. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. Um, so, yeah, after this, they all... Will's like, I know the perfect song for y'all to sing, to really strip it down. We're gonna... <laughs> as we're gonna do, literally, as Quinn's mom said. Well, it's not show tunes, but <laughs> yeah. sit on the dark, sit on stools <laughs> on in stools. the dark and sing, and sing a, song. a song. So they perform Cindy Lauper's True Colors. Um, Can I... with, with lead vocalist by Tina. Yes! Which I noted, I think, her singing, she has more lines in this one song than she has in the entirety of the rest Probably, of the series. definitely. Well, not in the rest of the series. Well, no, the rest of the, rest so of the far. season. At least. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she, she spoke more singing this song than she had up to that point in the show. Can I tell you the wildest quick story about the, specifically the Glee cover of True Colors? Please do. Um, so me and my best friends from high school... Uh, we were on a, a trip somewhere together, um, and and this it was obviously after high school, so it was like a summer after we would okay. like come back from college, and we had this we bought this game called True Colors. That's one of those like who which in the group would be the one to blank like kind of thing, um, like which of your friends is this, which of your friends is that. And while we sat there and played it for hours, I put on the Glee cover of Cindy Lauper's True Colors 
on, on repeat. <laughs> so it was an endless loop. So I actually, like, I couldn't listen to it for years because, like, I listened to it so much that one day. Wait, how long did that game last? We, well, we, I think we just kept playing the game over and okay. over again. So it was, like, a couple hours. Wow. Jenna, a Tony winner, Jenna Oshkowitz, uh, <laughs> is, thank you. That's, um, so yeah, so the episode ends with them all wearing different collared shirts, yes, wow. singing. Uh, with their true colors their shining true colors. through. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, well, no, and do we do see that Sue gives them uh, the two choir oh, directors. Oh, yeah, Sue does the give set them list. the set lists. Um, and she's like, y'all should, these are the two songs, y'all should, should split them up amongst yourselves. Yeah, and, and then New Directions will go last, and it'll look like they stole them. Yeah, all the fears uh, Will had about Sue were founded well-founded mm-hmm. um okay so do you do you want to uh rate this is it sure. a, i mean it's I'll, also I'll, it's I'll, also a gold i'll give star. it the same kind of gold star mm-hmm. yeah for me it's yeah it wasn't bad Mm-mm. i it's, didn't love i mean i think these all three like every episode is slightly better than the last mm-hmm. but still none of them are like wow yeah you know i will oh. say like some of like i didn't love like I don't love the caricatures of the two schools and how much it's used true. for humor. Yeah, yeah. That would work if the tone of the show had remained a certain way. Yeah. But it hadn't. Um, but it, like, as a whole, the, the episode, I'll give it a gold star. Yeah, it, it has good um, good development, again, by Quinn. I guess, especially him, he, her. Especially Quinn, she has good like character moments Mm -hmm. i really like the the moment she had about you know about the whole baby i don't know i really i when is one of my faves so whenever she gets to shine i like it um okay so the numbers we had we had bootylicious originally performed by destiny's child performed here by the jane adams girls choir We have Papa Don't Preach, originally performed by Madonna, uh, performed here by Quinn Fabray. We have a mashup of Crazy and Love with Hair. Uh, originally by Beyonce with Jay-Z and the musical Hair, which is <laughs> wild a sentence you'll hear all day. You have we have Imagine, originally performed by John Lennon, uh, performed here by the Heverbrook Deaf Choir with the intrusion of the New Directions. And we 
have True Colors originally performed by Cindy Lauper with uh, performed here by Tina with the New Directions. But I see your true colors shining through. I see your true colors, and that's why I love you. So don't be afraid to let them show your true colors. True colors are beautiful like a Okay, so last place for me actually would end up being the hair and okay. uh, crazy in love mashup, okay. just because it is quite odd, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it is also I feel like intentionally supposed to be not great. Um, and after that, like or in fourth, I would say imagine. Okay, just because it's rude as hell, it and also like rude. I don't like. Are you not a John Lennon girl? No, yes. Oh. There, it, it just could have been better, I mm-hmm. feel like. They mm-hmm. could have done a better version of that or yeah. saved that for a better moment. Yeah. Um, well, th- not to say that it didn't get used for a good moment, but I mean, like, vocally. I know, I, I agree. Uh, for me, my fifth would be Bootylicious. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of forgettable uh, and, and used in a kind of generic way. Uh, then number four would be... Imagine as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good. I mean, if you listen to the song by itself, it's a good arrangement and like a good version yeah. of it. But I'm not a fan of the way they use it in the show. My number three would be Crazy in Love slash Hair. Okay, my my three is True Colors because mm-hmm. I, I I think I listen I can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, my number two is True Colors. All right. Um. Um. My number two would be. Bootylicious. Okay. I really wow. enjoy the performance. No, no, no. It's fun. I mean, it's also just a good song. I don't know. Yeah. But the important thing is we both think that the best performance is Quinn Fabray's Papa Don't Preach. It is right? so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite good. The vocal it's just like a, a pure vocal and she's like having a good time. Yeah. And like even though it's incredibly misused. Misused in the, and misplaced, in but misplaced. Good uh, job, Diana. Good job. We love you. Uh okay, before we go and move on to our final episode of the day. Let's see what's in store uh, for our sponsorship this week. All right. We'll be right back. Who says finding a mattress can't be fun? At Mattress Time, we have mattresses of all shapes and sizes at prices that won't break your pocketbook. No credit? No problem. Mattress Land has a no-hassle financing of 12.9% with no money down and no payments till next year. You'll jump for joy at our prices. Come on down to Mattress Land! Well, we're back. And speaking of mattresses... The title of our next episode happens to be Mattress. Mattress. Uh, Yes, episode, season one, episode 12, Mattress. Uh, Written by Ryan Murphy. Yes. Directed by returning queen, Elodie Keen. Word. I think this is her second episode Mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. series. Um, And yeah, this is is a very fun episode. I I do love this episode a lot. Really? Yeah. Uh, I love the, I love when there's a framing, like a clear framing device. Like, the yearbook is in this. Very that, um, yeah. And I think, of all the three episodes, I think it has the most, at least one 
memorable performance, and I love the closing number, but we'll get to that. Well, let's see. Also, the best, sorry, the best plot heavy that and advances, like, actually advances. Oh, well, because it has to get us to sectionals Mm -hmm. the next week. Um, Basically, the main plot here is that it's yearbook picture, I guess, week, because (laughs) they end up doing it over several days. Um, It's time to shoot a picture for the Glee Club. However, historically, the Glee Club picture gets defaced Mm -hmm. in the yearbooks. Mm -hmm. And so Sue has suggested to Principal Figgins that they just don't do a picture for the Glee Club, to which he agrees. So when Will gets all up in arms about it, uh, Mr. Figgins is like, well, you can have a quarter page for $300 uh, below this ad. Um, Even though the kids have met separately and been like, we don't want to do this. Yeah, no, we, like, we, so far we've had, like, relatively non- anonymity. Uh, so once we are, our picture is in that, like, the bullying is gonna be so much worse. Yes. Rachel, however, is furious about it and says that her two gay dads have a very close relationship with the local chapter of the oh, ACLU. <laughs> um, and so she, she, well, because she actually is in as many clubs as she can be and if she gets in the glee club photo she'll be the most involved yeah, student in a in move school. directly inspired by the 1999 iconic movie election starring right. reese witherspoon mm. um there's lit like I, i'll probably plug some audio here of that montage oh yeah but it's it's an exact same montage where you see reese like tracy flick yes in all these all, every single club um picture Make fun of me all you want, but school pictures are everything to me. They're great practice for getting photographed by the paparazzi. Invasive as the press may be, stars are dependent on them for their fame, and I feel I must be prepared. In order to do so, I join every club I possibly can. I know you're thinking that I'm just joining all of these clubs to give off the appearance that I'm involved, known to exist. But Glee Club is different. I really love Glee. And I believe in what we stand for. We've come from behind, dismissed and ridiculed by everyone, and we've made something of ourselves. Something that I'm proud to be a part of. Something I want to be remembered for. Yes, I mean, and as we've said before... And it's also very Rushmore. uh, But the the characters are very similar. Oh, they're they're cut from the same fabric. Yeah, I've had this conversation a couple of times with a friend of the pod, Daniel Crook, um, about how he always thinks that... Tracy Flick is the one doing the black power of the of the student black uh-huh. of the black student union, but it's actually Rachel Berry. Yeah, we see all the the, the, all the great part of montage. that montage is that in every photo there's somebody side eyeing her. Um, I just take the the taking of those pictures must have been like the uh, what I don't a great know. day. Also, I that? I for I because this that moment seemed so tonally like. Impair with the pilot. Yes, very much so. So the, every time I remember that moment when I rewatch the pilot, I'm like, did I remember that incorrectly? Yeah, it does is... feel like it would. It's ripped straight from there. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. It's not until Mattress that that happens. Uh, also, we didn't mention in, but like all these three episodes are so voiceover heavy. They really are. Um, which is funny because I had said before I don't feel like it carried on much throughout the show. Yeah. And it's not only like these a single... three specifically. I noticed. And are, not a are. single voiceover. Like, everyone gets voiceover. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of hectic. But yeah, so Rachel decides... Also, because it's now a quarter of a page, they can now have 
only two people from the Glee Club in the picture. Yes. Uh, so everyone votes, and everyone votes for Rachel, including Rachel. Including Rachel. And uh, kind of declare her the captain of the group. And uh, say that they don't want anybody else to anybody, be in the picture. Uh, they're happy to have her fully represent them. Uh, Mr. Shoes believes that she should have a co-captain. Uh, so there's also a very funny montage where she goes uh, and asks everyone if they want to be their yeah. co-captain. Uh, they all make up excuses. They all make up excuses. Uh, and they end up, uh, she ends up going for Finn. And, you know, doing the, like, your leader kind of thing. So, like, mm-hmm. she teaches him to smile through a song that has nothing to do with that. <laughs> uh, but we do love Lily Allen's smile. smile. Um, it is a really good song. But, yeah, it. she's like... You know, I'm gonna teach you how to smile for the yearbook picture, and then she sings this song, which yes, it's called "Smile," but well, the song is about like I smile when I see you suffer. Yeah, that's the point of the song. However, Finn does get harassed in the locker rooms by Karofsky and a, and another football player. Uh, that they 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 like right all over his face, on his face, and be like, if you take a picture, we'll look. Yeah, do you get what used we'll to do it. in the yearbook? Ha, 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 ha. I love our straight voices. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can kind of pull one off today because yeah. of the the cold. Good morning, America. Good morning, America. <laughs> oh, that, no, that fags it up right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so he he doesn't show to the picture day. Um, yes, he he leaves her. He leaves her hanging, and so she looks into a mirror, and she has an inner monologue yeah, during, very... during which she sings to herself as well. Yeah, she sings When You're Smiling by Louis Armstrong. Uh, so she kind of pulls the shell back together, um, and then gets a couple of pictures, and then um, the photographer, which is played by John Rosbawi, who you may know if you watched uh, the great, now defunct show Speechless, he was the father in that. He also had a recurring role in Big Bang Theory as Sheldon's nemesis. Uh, so he he has to leave because he's going to direct a, a local commercial. Yes. Uh, he has to do casting for a local commercial. So Rachel starts and then, crying immediately. The, the most iconic uh, Rachel Berry moment uh, of the three episodes, I would say. Yes, definitely. Without a doubt. Sorry, kid. I got a blow. I got a casting session in half an hour. A casting session for what? Uh, my brother-in-law is shooting a commercial for his store. I'm directing it. I just do these school photos for the money. Uh, well, okay, wait, no, don't. I can take a couple more pictures for you. I can cry on demand. It's one of my many talents. I'm very versatile, and aside from nudity and the exploitation of animals, I'll pretty much do anything to break into the business. W- well, you certainly seem talented and all but i i need there's other speaking parts in this thing i need like a bunch of other actors too i can help with that oh, wow. Wow, leah. wow 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 i did write leah acting emmy nominee <laughs> and not for this episode <laughs> but uh yeah no that was it was such a beautiful moment um, so he goes to, to them, uh, to the Glee Club the next day, and it's like, you know who, who doesn't get bo- bu- bullied? Celebrities. And so I get you, uh, I got you all, I got us all a chance to, to be in this local commercial. Ooh. Which I still feel like they would end up getting made fun of more. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know, high schoolers would maybe be excited I mean, maybe, about maybe, being a commercial. I, I think maybe a small town in Ohio, like, people would be excited to Probably. be in a local commercial. 
Uh, so they got get ready to sell the titular mattresses. Ugh. Uh, they they show up the next day at a at this place called Mattressland, and they all get ready to ready. To and shoot. Rachel's like, you know, you know, we're gonna be famous one day, and like. I just want to be super, stars, to forget but how, let's to remember, remember how, how this, this moment feels. felt. And Mercedes, Mercedes uh, was like, as soon as I get my record deal, I'm not speaking to any of you. Which, and I was, like, was that untrue? And does that kind of happen? Is that going to happen? Because yeah. <laughs> she does become a guest star in future seasons, uh, not a, a recurring character. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they... They do a read-through of the commercial, and it... it it's very flat and boring, except for Rachel, who delivers. Yeah, like she, I mean, she she's there to perform her job, but but she's like, you know, why? You know, we're not we're performers, you know. Yeah, we and he's perform. like, okay, why don't you perform the words I wrote? Yeah. And she's like, why don't we sing a song? And the mattress store owner loves the but, idea. Yeah. And then they perform um, this number, like jump Van Halen's jump. Um, which is one of my favorites. While jumping While on jumping mattresses. While jumping on mattresses, there's pajamas. a lot of, of choreo and pajama. There's and... a lot of Artie holding a sign that says jump. <laughs> yeah, because he can't jump. Oh, he could oh. not stop laughing. <laughs> well, because he was in Artie corner, in the back corner. Like, with a sign that says jump. It's <laughs> kind of rude. Also, Quinn should not be jumping around like that. <laughs> Probably She's not. Pregnant. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, this is for me, it's such a fun number. It's one of my favorite numbers of the season. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I also love the arrangement. It's a this. it's a really good a good arrangement. Uh, I think it's very fun. Uh, they all have a blast, and and it goes well. They think mm-hmm. uh, that night, however, Mister mm. Shoe is looking for a pocket square. Is it mm-hmm. for the yeah. school photos? For the I school guess. photos, yes. And while rummaging through Harry's things, looking for it, he finds the a fake pregnancy belly. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the next scene is full Revolutionary Road. Oh my <laughs> god, it was like intense. I was not ready for it. Like the fire in his eyes, yeah. and he like he. My favorite part is he throws the pregnancy pad against the wall, and I was like, yes. Yeah, he 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 asks her to lift off her mm-hmm. shirt. She wouldn't, so he bats her into a corner. He like grabbed her. Oh, hands, he gets though, he gets violent in a way point. that I was unchill yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, because um, he pushes her towards the wall, and then mm-hmm. he just like lifts the shirt and sees that it's fake, and like rips it off. You made yourself a stranger to me now. Are you happy? Are you satisfied? It didn't start as a lie. I really thought I was pregnant. And then the doctor, he said it was a hysterical pregnancy, and I I just panicked. (laughs) This is insane. (laughs) But what were you going to do when the due date came? Quintabray. It was so perfect. She didn't want hers, and I needed one. I had the doctor... Use her ultrasound DVD at your appointment that you came to. I loved you, Terry. I really loved you. I'm so sorry, Will. I'm so sorry. Do you remember that appointment? Do you remember what we said? That at that moment, no matter what happened, we loved each other. We could get that feeling back again. You could love me back, Will. Please, Will, please don't go. Please don't go. I love the scene. I mean, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's kind of like a long time coming. Yeah, and... this is like the the first big moment that has been brewing for a while. That yes, and 
it's also the the one thing we knew from the like from episode two on like that we knew that was going to happen like of this course. was not a sustainable plot line so this is the moment we've been expecting for yes. like 11 episodes and he's yeah. and he yells at her about like you need me to feel bad and blah 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 um she she, she, she does says, say our marriage works because you feel bad about yourself yes it's, it's such a good line mm-hmm. this marriage works because you don't feel good about yourself i was like wow rip him to shreds yeah, no and i mean I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due i think matthew morrison gets a good perform like really good performance yeah. in this in this scene i think terry also gives a good performance in, in this scene i think it's I like the scene. It was it's a well done scene. It's a very it's that it's domestic. high intensity. The tension is real. So by now we we think. I mean he leaves and the, when when he leaves and like Terry's chasing after him, he, that's a that was a very like real moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he goes to he's like I'm just gonna sleep in my office mm-hmm. and lo and behold there's a stack of mattresses because apparently the kids didn't get paid for the commercial no they it, they did it for the exposure um, and <laughs> us doing this podcast. <laughs> if someone wants to give us a stack of mattresses hey i'll take it hey right um so they they yeah he finds the like a thank you note from the mattress mm-hmm. line with with the stack of mattresses so he opens up one, he of, opens mattresses one of mattresses and... and sleeps on it then that night sue watches the ad on tv mm-hmm. during her at the Susie's station during her Susie's yes. it, which this week is about how ugly people should stay inside. <sighs> sure. <laughs> ugly and fat people, I'm sorry. Uh, and the next day she, Quinn Fabray goes to her and is like, I'm, I want to be part of the Cheerios again. Like, Because when Quinn earlier on, she was browsing through the yearbook, she's like, I'm not going to be, like, I want to be remembered as the captain. Mm, so mm-hmm, I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Sue and... Oh, you're talking about Quinn. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Quinn. I'm gonna go and and demand my spot back. So she tries to do it, but Sue's like, "No, you're not gonna be neither, because you guys fucked it up with yeah with the commercial." So then we discover that if anyone is like perfect paid for a performance, that um, like deletes their amateur status, so they are not eligible to to compete. And because they got this stack of mattresses, that counts as payment. Uh-huh. And because one of the mattresses was opened. It can't be returned. Stupid Will. Yeah, it's his fault. So they are basically um, disqualified. disqualified from competing. Then we get the really good Quinn Sue scene. Oh, uh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I, my notes just say Quinn better fucking work. Yeah. Uh, because she, she came for her. She blackmailed her. She played her at her own yeah, game. Yeah, she came in with the Cheerios she, uniform, mm-hmm. like full on. And she's like, well, I tell you what we're going to do. Like, She's like, you're going to let me be in the picture. You're going to... Uh, let Glee Club have one of the Cheerios six pages. Yeah, because if not, I will tell everyone that all the all the payments we have received oh, at yeah, Cheerios, like all the yeah. tickets, all the merch, all the swag, uh-huh. um, and that would disqualify you in competitions. Blue. Um, and, and at the end, end it's like, it's like, I'm. You know what? I'm not even gonna like go back to yeah, Cheerios. I don't need your Cheerio mm-hmm. damn picture. Uh, so so she 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 came to work. And I love it. And we love a we strong, do. powerful woman. Uh, and at the end, Will is like, I was the one that took the payment, not you guys. So I'm the one that should be disqualified. Yes. So I'm like, I can't go to sectionals with you guys, but you you go ahead and do it. Uh, you m- mounted that jump number without me. So you're clearly good to go. Like, oh, we also find out that Emma cannot go to sectionals because that's when her wedding to Ken is. Yes. Yes. It's a very, very small 
it's not even a plot line. It's a line. <laughs> that um, and yeah, and the final number is. It's weird because it's not a number. Because like I told you, we don't see it's anyone perform it. The first thing we don't it. have any sort of like there's visual. No, no visual, not even like in fantasy. Like no one is performing. It's just mm-hmm. all over this final it's just montage. Over montage, yeah. Of everyone kind of taking their school picture. It's by mm, Natkin Cole Smile. Um, and everyone's taking their picture, and the Glee Club takes their picture together, and it's a very, like, melancholy, like, final moment, uh, which I personally love. Uh, and at the end, we see that, you know, the, the athletes are still gonna deface them. Yes. And you know what's the most, um, thing that bothered me the most about that? Hmm. That they would not use a smaller point marker <laughs> right it was like the whole like if you're gonna it, deface i did something, look at it i was like this is terrible like vandalism like yeah you could do so much better like, like if you just get a smaller point like sharpie you could do a lot more detail mm-hmm. in your defacing other it's just like dots that cover the entire face so that was the thing that bothered me the most that's how the episode ends uh we are ready uh, gearing up to sectionals yes. uh, mr shoes not gonna we be have there conflict going up to sectionals now with the the potential numbers stolen with will not gonna be there yeah with well will will in the middle of a separation mm-hmm. um so so yeah it's all amping up it's a very very like climactic episode this episode did have more like standout moments than any of the other two mm-hmm. and we kind of like skipped past a few so i want to do a quick little rundown oh, do it, do of it, like do quotes it. and moments mm-hmm. that i really enjoyed mm-hmm. um the reason quinn wanted to be in the cheerios pictures because she said she wanted her kids to remember her as this like fun active person and blah 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 and then she says not the bastard one i'm having right now of course <laughs> i'm talking about my kids like later on i was like wow okay. iconic well, before we move on i i don't have you since graduating high school looked at your yearbooks God, no. Mm-mm. No. no. Who has? Who has? People I mean, who peaked in high school. But... <laughs> it is. I, I, it, I'm sure it's different, like, in the Facebook era mm-hmm. kind of moment kind of thing. Um, like, we have... Well, not that we would be looking back and reflecting on Instagram, but, like, I don't know. We're still connected. There's yeah. no need to, like, go back. Revisit, yeah. Yeah. Um, at one point, I forget the context, but I think it's talking about captains. Emma says something about, like... Even if that peer is as annoying as Rachel, like actively calling her students annoying. She also says that Ken Tanaka has 74 flaws as, as, of, of, yesterday. Today, as of yesterday. <laughs> I should start a count of people's flaws. <laughs> I mean, you're behind. <laughs> I I could tell you how many you have right now. Oh, well, fuck. Uh, and speaking of numbers, when Re- Rachel gets elected uh, captain of the show choir, she says she has over 65 proposals ready. She also spanks Finn during oh, yeah, the during performance Smile. of Smile, mm-hmm. which I thought yeah. was weird. Yeah. Um, uh, when they're writing all over Finn's face in the locker room, Karofsky says, how do you spell loser? I'm going to write it on his forehead. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Berry insists on only being shot from her left side because of course. And then um, this was my major issue. And maybe it's because I work partially in music licensing but like the local ad using van halen's jump they the commercial would then cost yeah. so much more <laughs> yeah because they would have to pay for the rights to that composition so that they could yeah. have the kids perform it and, and I, I just need to know maybe that's why the kids didn't get paid it was like we were gonna pay you but, but then, then you, we... you decided to perform this expensive ass song so we had to to pay for the mm-hmm. for the song uh and that's 
That's what... That's what you missed on Glee. You missed on Glee. <laughs> for me, this is a Gold Star episode. Yeah, it's another Gold Star for me. It's... This one's the heavier of the Gold Yeah, it's the goldiest of the... The goldiest, the goldiest of, the of the stars. Yeah, it's a good... Again, it's... It, it, there's such a real... Especially in the Will uh, plotline, there's such a relief. Well, it's nice to see that, like, come to a head. Come to a head, finally. And know that we're not going to have to deal yeah, and, with and, it for And much done longer. it well. Like, yeah. like what do you expect it to happen? Um, It has good numbers. I think it, it preps you up for what the actual climax of the, this part of the season is going to be, which is next week. Uh, so I, I think it does a good job in, in setting you up for it. As for the numbers, this week we have... Smile, originally performed by Lily Allen, performed by Rachel and Finn. At first, when I see you cry, that makes me smile, that makes me smile. At worst, I feel bad for a while, but then I just smile, I'll go ahead and smile. Jump, originally performed by Van Halen, performed by The New Directions. And Smile, the other Smile, uh, originally performed by Nat King Cole, performed here by The New Directions. That's the time you must keep on trying. So for me, it's number three, Lily, Lily Allen's smile. Number two, Nat King Cole's smile. Number one, Van Halen's jump. And that's fine. Mine's probably the same. The last two are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. I I would have to listen to the, the full version of the mm-hmm. the other smile. Yeah, I, I did. The I, thing is, I, almost, I did listen to that. For that one, the... it almost goes to the bottom for me just because there's Cause nothing to associate it with. Yeah, I mean, I do. It is very unlike the type of numbers they do, but I do, I love a, a, a song over a final montage. Yeah. That's thematic, and I like it. Fair. And also when the album came on, like, I would listen to that version yeah. a lot. Uh, so I have a soft spot for it. And and Jump would, like, like by the end of the season, we're doing, like, our top numbers of the season. Yeah, we But it should. would, it would make my, probably, top ten yeah. of the season. Like, Jump probably would. Um, but, so, oh, I, I didn't ask during any of these three episodes but i'll ask now but i think it, it applies do any of these numbers that we watched trump maybe this time like Kristen chenoweth that's our number one of this, this is the last time i will say this i will say no mm-hmm. yeah no for me either Mm-mm. that's still my number one uh okay we got through three episodes <sighs> uh and, and as long as in like two episodes throat is angry at me yeah so this is what you guys missed on Glee. Now let's see quickly what you missed not on Glee. Uh, I mean, I think the most important thing that we kind of need to all discuss is Tony Award winner. Ali, Ali Stroker. Stroker. Oh, my God. Oh, we were so excited. Yeah, that was a, a quite a way to end Pride. Yes. It was watching Ali Stroker win. Oh, and her speech was magnificent. Their performance was magnificent. Yeah, I, I love how they, they 
highlighted her and still did yes. a group number. Yes, very. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, congratulations, Allie. You're now the second Glee cast member to have a Tony Award. Wow. Uh, who do you? Okay, who do you think is next? I would love to say Alex Newell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he. Because, yeah, he was on the verge for once on this island. He didn't like, get nominated. I was mad. He yeah, no, but, nominated. like, I think, I he, I think he was he was probably, like, not far from getting yes, nomination, exactly. you know? Uh, yeah, so I think with the right role, like, another kind of media role, he could definitely. Mm-hmm. But if Alex Newell won a Tony, he would be, he would have the same exact trajectory of Ali Stroker of Glee Project, Glee Michael Arden production, <laughs> Tony Award production. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Check that. So I think I think it's in the cards. That yeah, he's right. Next. So all the other Glee cast members, please hold on <laughs> until you, until Alex Newell gets yes. Tony. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Now I can't wait until Glee Project episodes. Oh, God. That's gonna I be, can wait. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. One thing that we've talked about on the podcast uh, in the past couple weeks uh, was the Hollywood Bowl performance. Uh, Leah Michelle as Ariel for the film to stage concert. Yeah, we uh, gave like three updates after the fact, and yeah. now this is the first time we're recording this is the first time we after we've seen it. That. Yeah, um, it was it was wonderful. Um, she was her vocals were incredible. We were cheering so loud from way back oh there yeah no she could seats. hear us mm-hmm. <laughs> she could hear us no um yeah I mean, she harvey was Firestein wonderful was... i mean i was gonna say the, the best part was harvey firestein yes. as ursula um my favorite part was in that part from um poor unfortunate souls where ursula's like now sing uh, and leah comes out and out. like sings. And you can tell she was like living for harvey like that they have it was it was very cute it was a very good performance it was a very fun event Yeah, no, the, it was great. Uh, yeah, because the musical has a quartet song that mm-hmm. Leah's also in it, so she got, like, more songs than she usually mm-hmm. would get. Um, and, yeah, and at the end, like, everyone would, like, because the bowl, like, the, the edges of the bowl would light up with the names mm-hmm. of the people. So Leah got a, a big standing ovation. It was wonderful. Um, also, the mystery Eric was, Ooh, he was... I think, Leo Leo Gallo. Hello. Um, he was a nice surprise. You, you you enjoyed it. <laughs> I sure did. So we it was it was lovely. Uh, mm-hmm. it was a good evening. I think we had a lot of fun. Uh so thank you, Leah, for yeah. for being part of our worlds. <laughs> wow. And then uh I think our last bit of news was uh there was a recent uh like reunion photo. Would you call it a glee union? I sure would. Um a Glee Union photo, and apparently they all performed Shallow together, yeah. which did we not say on, was it the first episode of this very podcast yeah. that the Glee cast would absolutely perform Shallow? Yeah, and wow. l- l- I just want to mention who was in it. It was Cordover Street, Tony Award winner Jenna Oshkowitz, five-time uh, SAG Award nominee Harry Shum Jr., 
Kevin McHale, Emmy winner Darren Chris, mm-hmm. Diana Agron, Olivier winner Amber Riley. Wow. Um, and none for Leah Michelle. And none for Leah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that day Leah did post a throwback to her wedding Wouldn't party, uh, saying like "my girls" or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they they all look happy. Uh, I loved Diana's hair in it. Oh, I did too. I did too. <laughs> Incredible. Um, I wish we were there. I thought for a moment that was a tramp stamp. That, I thought it would be a tramp stamp grannies too. That was my first thought. But, um, which we are still in the market for a live <laughs> show. Yeah, right. So if those people want to reach out, please do. Uh, so for the last part of the show... Uh, let's do our six degrees. Yes. Where we try to link someone from the show to a celebrity in two minutes, uh, not using the Murphy verse. And as always, first minute you go in by yourself, and second minute we can help ourselves. Uh, yes, I. So I didn't have something until a comment you made during our recording. Uh, and then I was like, that's it. That's what I'm gonna do. So, uh, it's your own fault. Okay. Fuck. Um, you compared the Will and Terry scene to one of my favorite <laughs> films, Revolutionary uh-huh, Road. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So if you could please connect Jocelyn Gilsig to... That's rude. That is her and not Matthew Morris. <laughs> my queen. Kate Winslet? Kate Winslet. Okay. Go. Um, okay. So Jocelyn, we established, has been in Heroes... Friday Night Lights and Good Wife. Um, Kate Winslet. Uh, okay. She has done TV. Um, she did. Well, she was in Mildred Pierce, which was Evan Rachel Wood. Um, oh, I know it. I have it. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Jason Gislick was in The Good Wife with Anna Camp. Mm hmm. Anna Camp was in True Blood with Evan Rachel Wood, mm. who was in Mildred Pierce with Kate Winslet. Wow. Wow. You know, once we start getting the hang of this... Yeah, this, right. This... Well, and once we find a, cue, a few, like, key um, yeah. shows that we can go to... <laughs> yeah. My, uh, a, a friend of mine, uh, friend of the podcast, uh, LaToya Ferguson, uh, was like, was like, Jorge keeps going to New Year's Eve every damn time. Yeah, she told me, uh, you need to learn the cast members of, of New Year's <laughs> she Eve. She was like, yeah, he always does New Year's Eve and then he doesn't know who's in New Year's Eve. Um, okay, just give me a sec, I need Which, to... this is not a New Year's Eve podcast. Okay, I'll play your game. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Cause this, so this is now your own fault as well. Oh, I think, well, then I guess I know what you're going to do. So I'm going to do the reverse yeah. of what you did. And I'm going to give you, to connect, Matthew Morrison with the counterpart of Miss Kate Winslet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Go. Okay, Matthew Morrison was also on The Good Wife, so um, I can easily get there i mean i get well now i could just cheat and go your way and then be like revolutionary road leonardo dicaprio but that feels no like that's cheating. Cheap. I, I, <laughs> I forbid it i'm sorry <laughs> um so let me think of like leo shit um 
Um, I'm, I'm thinking of, we've got Wolf of Wall Street, we've got oh, The Revenant, um, we've got, oh, I mean, he's done so much, he was eating every grape, um, Kathy, Kathy Bates and Michael Shannon are also in, uh, Revolutionary Road, if I don't get this, I'm gonna blame it on my foggy, cold brain, <sighs> Ooh, okay, there's, I, there's a minute. I I figured it out, but I don't want to give it out, so I'm just going to give you some clues. Uh, if you use The Good Wife, what is one of the few movies Juliana has done? Her most famous movie. Snakes on a Plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was joking, but... <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah um... Who's the captain in that? Is it Samuel Johnson? Uh-huh. Okay, and then... Um, and then... Jang, no, uh, Django Unchained. Is that and then that's and then that's it and then that's it and then that's it. Okay, so repeat it. Just repeat it. Okay, so we have uh, Matthew Morrison on The Good Wife uh, with Juliana Margulies, uh, who is in Snakes on a Plane uh, with Samuel L. Jackson, who did Django Unchained with Leonardo DiCaprio. Work. Boom, boom, bam. Wait, what, was, what would you say Juliana's most famous movie is? No, I don't know. I just, She's done like three movies. Yeah, she really hasn't done much film. Um, So you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, wow, I'm glad we finally got snakes on a plane onto the podcast. <laughs> to get to Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, <laughs> All right, let's wrap this yeah, up, Yeah, let's wrap though. this mother up. It's been, exhausted. A, been a long day. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and bearing with us. This probably was a long episode, but... It was a long evening for us, so... Yeah. So we gotta push through it. We, I say we don't try to do three episodes again in a single sitting, but, but we'll see how the, what the chips may fall. Um, so next episode, we are finally reaching sectional. Yes. That's the end of the first batch of Produce Glee episodes that were made in a vacuum. So this is kind of the end of this first Glee era. And I'm very excited for sectionals. Mm-hmm. We may have a guest, we may not, we don't want to say it, but we, we are hoping to. Yes. This I think this will be a really good episode to have a guest I think on. So. so before we leave, we want to remind everyone, uh, we have been, it's been now for us like a couple of weeks that we've been online and like people have been so incredible and like we've getting some really great interactions with people. Um, we want to keep this going. So please, please, please tell your friends if you're listening, if you like it, please leave a five-star review on, on Apple podcast or, a, or a, a five-star rating or a review that really helps us in the algorithm to just move up and make people find us. Um, tell your friends, tweet about it, tweet at us. We usually respond. We love when people kind of do their own six degrees. Oh yeah. That's, the engagement on that's been great. So, so we love that. Thank so you. Please tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We, 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 we're really excited to be engaging with you guys. So please, um, and tell tell people we want to keep growing. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, and on, thank you for, yeah, no, and for thank listening you. and supporting. Yeah, it's been it's been really because really like I mean honestly at the end of the day like if it was just me and Jorge listening to this like it would just I don't be any, care any I would Saturday have, I would night have, I would have fun but like it is nice to know that people are listening and enjoying so yeah. thank you. So you you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Boom. Um, boom. Uh, and on in, on Twitter at Pod. You can find me personally on Twitter at ColorMeJorge. And me at as underscore seen on TV. Great. 
Also, thank you to Aaron Rodriguez for our fabulous artwork. He's on Instagram at Tall Pale Aaron. Great. And is it my turn for it's an outro? It's your turn for an outro. Every week, our outro is a song that we think Glee should have done uh, that they never did or that they would have done had they continued on the air. What do you got for me? In honor of Revolutionary Road? <laughs> no, in honor of our very own Tony Award winner, Ali Stroker. Yes. yes. I would have lo- well i mean i wouldn't necessarily have loved to see this done on glee but why not um are you just, I'm a, just girl? a girl that can't say no uh mainly so that we could play ali's vocals because yeah. they're iconic and legendary yeah. uh i think it would be fun if someone had done this like yeah a, it, it would have been so fun and i think it could have like been a done Brittany? on the show yeah mm-hmm. yeah It'd be fun uh so we are leaving you with tony award winner ali stroker in Tony Award winning Oklahoma. Wow. And we will see you at sectionals. Yes. It ain't so much a question of not knowing what to do. I knowed what's right and wrong since I've been 10. I hear a lot of stories and I reckon they are true. About how girls are put upon by men I know I mustn't fall into the pit But when I'm with a fellow